You are listening to Super Yacht Radio. It's a pleasure being joined today by Tim Clark at Key Crew. It's lovely to catch you again on the station, Tim. Nice to have you here. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Indeed, you are based in the UK, Tim. So it's nice to hear a different um, reality of what we have here in Mallorca, which is day day seven of lockdown which is um, an interesting experience for all of us. But I'm somewhat grateful for it, having friends in Italy and well, hearing what's well, going on there. It's, uh, it's not that different. I was just um, in communication with a friend of ours in Malawi, down in the, the southern part of Africa. And she was asking about it. And I, I kind of, in typing, I realized, I said, well, Maeve and I, we, we work together. We have lunch and dinner together. We spend the evenings together. We sleep together. Uh, I don't see any difference. <laughs> just, just for kind of an international view, how's it going in pool? Uh, to be honest, you wouldn't know that there was suggested lockdown or, you know, people are being encouraged to self-isolate. The weekend just gone, which has been fairly well publicised in the media in the UK, was a sunny weekend. Uh, and certainly on the coast, there was thousands of people down the beach, thousands of people down the parks. And and sadly, uh, a significant percentage of people seem to think that the rules and suggestions about self-isolation and distancing yourself and stuff like that don't seem to apply to them. So, yeah, you, you wouldn't have really noticed anything different uh, this weekend just gone. It's, it's funny, it was the same in Ireland. I was talking with my sister where they, they I think they've been a little bit more strict with it. And she was saying the same, you know, um, you go down the pier for a walk at Dunleary, there's um, this thing, George Yacht Club there. And she said, you know, there was bunches of teenagers hanging out and playing around. Um, there were people on the beaches in the forest. Do they not have television sets? Are they not seeing what's going on in Italy and, and other countries? I, I don't know. I think and, people are uh, a bit ignorant. Um, you know, they they don't actually pay that much attention to what's happening in Italy and Spain and stuff. And I think people, you know, they I think they're a little bit burying their heads in the sand at the moment. They're seeing what they want to see and ignoring what they don't want to hear. And I think as well, people are just a bit more selfish and entitled than they were 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Mm. Um, and, the, you know, the, the net effect of that is going to be that I think the UK will be under lockdown within the next day or two. Yeah, really I'm hoping to. it will be anyway. I, mean, it, um, it, I, I saw yesterday um, a delegation from China went to Italy, and you know, we've spoken with people in Italy. We've spoken with a captain uh, on a boat in Pisa. We've spoken with um, in Via Reggio, the crew network, and they were telling us, and you can see it on the news, that the, the strict lockdown procedures that they have in Italy. And the Chinese came over and they said, this isn't this isn't strong enough. If you want to get rid of yeah. this, if you uh, want to get over the curve, you have to go draconian. Uh, you have to have strict lockdown. You have to have everybody with masks and gloves and sanitation. Otherwise, you will not beat this. And uh, sadly, they're right. You know, we, even in Spain here, we need to be stricter on this. Um, well, that's the scary. problem, isn't it? I think um, Boris Johnson and the UK government have, have been too soft because they don't want to trample over people's rights. And I'm saying people's rights with inverted commas, yeah. um, as a lot of people will have a lot less rights in a month's time. Because, yeah, for, for various reasons. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think China, the fact that they've managed to reduce reduce it to no new cases, 
is because it was an incredibly tight lockdown and yeah. there was commensurate punishment if you felt that you could leave the house to go and see your parents or whatever it was. Mm. Um, so, yeah, ho hopefully we will go in that direction to, to get yeah. a grip on this. Well, uh, can I just say it's one of the first positive uses of drones I've seen because my mum was saying similarly in Ireland, you know, we don't have a huge police force and how would they police it? And I'm like, well, do what they did in China. They send out drones here yeah, in Mallorca. Right. If you are found out without a good reason, you are warned the first time, but there are fines up to 30,000. So it, Quite right. it's serious. Mm. You know, you really don't go out. Yeah. And the maths is simple. You know, one person with, one the, with the virus going out yeah. can infect 50. If you reduce it by... 50%, they're only going to infect 25 people. If you reduce it by 70%, they're only going to infect three people. Even that's too it's many. It's just basic maths. So yeah. I, I, yeah, our, yeah. our daughters were at the park walking our dogs. We have two dogs. We're actually some of the fortunate ones. And um, they were approached by a policeman. And he asked, you know, are, are you sisters? Or you, it should only be one person, one dog, and, and separate. And they said, yeah, we're sisters. So even though they live together, they're sisters um, you're still not allowed to walk together. Uh, they're being very, very strict on it. Which is exactly the way it has to be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you only have to look at what's going on and, and you see multiple generations in groups together who obviously aren't from the same household. Um, you know, it's grandparents meeting up with their kids and mm -hmm. meeting up with their grandchildren. And um, at the moment in the UK, I think, sadly, there's family actively going to be killing other members of their family yeah. through their ignorance and selfishness. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's the, the it's well known or it's been shown through through all the testing and stuff like that, that people can carry the virus for weeks without realizing yeah. it. Yeah. And um, not show symptoms sometimes as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, th there's lots of people walking around who are ticking time bombs at the moment. And sadly, some of those ticking time bombs are going to be selfish and they're, they're you know, they're endangering others. I, I, I struggle to see how people don't understand this, but they clearly don't. Mm. What's, the, what's the impact on the industry from your perspective? You know, Key crew, obviously, it's hurting at the moment, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, the majority of our yachts um, have got some form of lockdown mm. on their yachts um, in terms of no crew leaving, no crew joining, etc., but having said that, you know, there is also a significant percentage of yachts which are still recruiting um, and they, they've got various um, procedures in place for when someone joins the yacht. Um, and some of them are just going to sit tight. They're going to hire people. And when a window opens up that that person can fly over and join the yacht, then they'll they will take it. Um, one of our clients has rented some Airbnb apartments um, and we're using that to quarantine new crew into. So, you know, there, there, there are yachts which are looking for ways around the situation. Um, but, yeah, the majority of them have gone on to some form of lockdown. Most of their recruitment has been put on hold, um, which, which I completely understand. On, on a positive side, in some ways, for yacht crew who are on board, they do have a natural protection from the very fact that they can lock down. And as Tristan Mortlock, who's the super yacht captain on YouTube, said... We were talking to him last week and he was like, well, the, the bonus is, you know, in some ways we're used to doing living in small quarters for long periods of time and not getting off the boat. So we've just got to adjust our attitude a little bit. But, you know, this is a reality we've experienced anyway. Mm. 
and I, I completely agree. It. You know, there are far worse places that you could be um, than than on a very luxuriously finished soup yacht, which has got walk-in freezers full of food. Um, <laughs> you know, yes. the boat can be completely locked down relatively easily and completely safe, a completely safe environment for the crew on board. Yep, so long as you've got a, a functioning AV system, functioning VSAT, and a fully stocked fridge, I know where I'd like to be locked down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and as Tristan mentioned the other week, um, crew are used to this. Mm. You know, there are plenty of crew who have the owners on board for months at a time who don't get the opportunity to step off on shore. As long as you adjust your attitude accordingly, you know, you'll be able, you'll you'll be fine, and you'll be able to get through it relatively easily. Um, and you know, all, with and a good captain who's gonna allow for these issues and plan ahead to, uh, you know, keep crew morale up. There's there's quite a lot you can do. And what there is, I was just going to say that there's always something to do on a yacht. There's always something that he's fixing or, or maintenance or or something. So, you know, you, you you won't you won't have an opportunity to get bored, um, and you and you're in a very nice isolation area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but can I, I? My starting point with this was recently being contacted of a, a young, um, soon. Well, was hoping to be soon. Stu, she'd just done her exams and stuff, and was looking and how quickly it changes in a week or two. But was looking at what should I do coming up. So starting with the green crew who were thinking of joining, they've just done their exams and they were hoping to go looking, they're not going to be dock walking in the med um, in the next month or two, as traditionally is done. What sort of advice are you giving to young green crew who are contacting you? It's, it's a tricky one. Um, you know, as always with this sort of thing, you can make a couple of different arguments for it. The reality is some boats will need some crew to join them for whatever reason. Uh, but I don't think generally it will be green crew um, generally, it's going to be more experienced crew that they need for manning requirements. Mm -hmm. You know, e.g., a chief officer with a chief mate ticket or chief engineer with their Y3 or whatever. You know, you, you could make an argument that green crew, if you're in the south of France and a boat needs someone, you're there. You could get the job. But I just don't think that's a great argument. Um, if I was a green member of crew, I certainly wouldn't be leaving my home to try and get down to Spain, Palma. Barcelona, Antibes, etc., to try and get a job. Um, the reality is, for the next, you know, for the foreseeable future, and I think this could easily go on for a few months, yes. is most boats are going to be under lockdown and they're not going to be recruiting crew or as little as possible. There's far more crew which are operating on a skeleton crew basis than there are yachts which are looking to crew up. So I think you're better off staying with your family. Um, and spending time in your home country where you've got far more support um, than going abroad and renting out an Airbnb or, or whatever for a few weeks. Um, yeah, so I would suggest to any green crew listening to this who are umming and ahhing about what to do, stay put, save your money, and wait for the, the yachting season to kick off again properly before making the, the pilgrimage. Of course, we're getting a, a kind of double whammy. And on one side, we've got the, the virus thing, which, you know, if everybody locks down, if everybody's sensible, um, hopefully we'll have a, a finite time that, uh, and it goes away and we can walk them back out again. Uh, but we've also got the, the economic crisis, which 
from all signs is potentially going to be a lot worse than 2008. So we have the, the longer term. Do, do you think from a say salaries perspective, do you think this is going to have a, a big impact on crew salaries? I don't think it will have any impact on crew salaries, realistically. Mm -hmm. There's still, um, you know, there's not enough good crew in the industry, which means yachts will always pay a premium to get them. So, no, I, I don't think it will have an impact on crew salaries. I don't think this will reduce them or anything like that. There, there may be a small percentage of owners who are feeling the pinch with running a yacht. Um, but the majority of owners, I think it will be business as usual on that side of things. In normal life, 100% this is going to have a huge economic impact on so many different businesses, sectors, and so many different people in different walks of life. Mm. Um, you know, the, 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 thing, the, the, um, the things that the UK government is rolling out at the moment, the support and financial support and things like that, it will take decades to probably pay off um, to get back on an even keel. Um, so, yeah, I think lots of sectors will be far more devastated than the yachting one. Yeah, we got it recovered pretty well out of the 2008. I would imagine. So. Yeah, I think the yeah. stats are, sorry, I'm interrupting. No, no, go uh, but this was something I was interested in at the time. Um, before the 2008 uh, recession, there was just under 800 billionaires in the world. And then within a year, there was uh, 1,200. So 400 billionaires got created during that recession. Did, did you notice? Almost 50%. Did you notice my so, name on the list? <laughs> I, I, I didn't see it actually, Dave. Sorry. Um. <laughs> you know, just that nobody told me, so I just want to make sure. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Next time you're scanning it, just give, give a look out. I'll keep my eyes peeled and I'll let you know. <laughs> um, I, I'd imagine, though, for, for crew who are used to rotations as well, um, it's got to be a, a change because I presume there will not be rotations happening at the moment for the same reasons as we discussed. Yeah, I think that could definitely be impacted. Um, I'm here. I'm, I am hearing some yachts have chopped the rotations mm. um, on a temporary basis. The the sad reality is some owners will look at it and they will go, well, actually, perhaps I don't need a rotation for all these people. We managed to cope fine when uh, when we just relied on one chief officer. Um, of course, that's then a prompt turnover and, and and things like that. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if some owners take this opportunity to to remove rotation well, from their crew. When, but when, I think it would be a short-sighted tactic. When did that become fashionable? Because it seemed like at one stage there was the odd person was on rotation, and then suddenly it seemed to be almost a norm. Um, yeah, I think, you know, the... No one really knows how much rotation there is out there because it's very hard to quantify. Mm -hmm. um, but I can give you some statistics on on rotation. So the other day I was looking at how many of my yachts or how many of the yachts I work with, not my yachts, how many of the yachts we work with offer rotation to junior crew. And for the purposes of clarity on this, I'm talking about rotation as a 3-1-4-2-2-1. I'm not talking about a 5-1 and 60 days of leave of being rotation, because that's not rotation in my, in my opinion. And at any one time, we're looking at 10 to 20% of our clients offering rotation to their junior crew. Um, and when we set up key crews seven years ago, I don't think any of our clients offered rotation like that to junior crew. 
Um, and I've had three conversations in the last few months with clients who are looking at implementing three one rotations onto their yachts. Um, and, and what's fueling this is going back to, you know, a, a point I mentioned earlier, there's not enough amazing crew out there. So yachts are offering more money, more rotation to crew to try and in, try and attract the best crew possible to their yacht. Um, but now, you know, we're at a point where there's more rotational deckhand jobs out there than there are incredible deckhands who deserve rota- rotation. I think. What was it? Controversial you? subject, but <laughs> no, what was it? You Tim? I'm I'm scratching on memory here. Uh, I'm at that age, you know, when you go into a room and you can't remember why you're in there. Um, <laughs> I can relate. To yeah, that. <laughs> unless it's the bathroom. Normally, I can remember why I go in there. It's, you know, there's some visual aids, but um, <laughs> I can't believe I said that out loud. Um, was it you who wrote an article about the pros and cons of rotation work? It was, yes. yes. I did write a blog oh. about that a while ago. Yeah, I found that a very interesting uh, article because you touched on things that uh, I'd never thought of. In you know, I, I'd seen the pros in it um, from the, the, the engineer's perspective of the captains, but I hadn't thought about the, the, the negative side of it uh, with regard to career progression and, and that kind of thing. Or the positives for the, the owner, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's rotation has a lot of positives, but there are undeniably some negatives. It's not the promised land. You can't just bring in a 3-1 rotation and think every issue on the boat is miraculously going to disappear. Um, you know, the reality is there are yachts out there offering 3-1 rotations to their junior crew who still can't turn hold on to their crew because they're badly managed or they've got a challenging owner or, or whatever it may be. You know, you still need to have a well-run yacht with a good captain at the top who is managing it in a, an appropriate manner. Can I ask a, another question, which is a sort of a Twitter discussion I've seen popping up this week, which was about uh, some soup yacht crew being let go um, at the moment. Have you seen that on your side at all? Uh, none of our clients that I'm aware of um, are, are letting crew go, but I've not spoken to all of our clients and I have heard on the grapevine that yachts are letting people go. So um, it's definitely happening. Mm-hmm. Um, some boats or some owners have decided, you know, I'm not going to use the yacht for the summer, lock it down, go down to a skeleton crew and I can save myself a few hundred grand in salaries. Well, so, yeah, it, it's happening. I, I suppose there are those yachts. I mean, a lot of people look into the industry and they go, oh, billionaires, you know, this is basically their toy. It's, you know, it's pocket money. They make enough interest on their accounts that just pays for everything. But there are there are those super yachts out there where the owners are, are heavily reliant on the, the, the charter revenue to keep it going. Would I be right in thinking that that kind of that that, that those ownerships would be looking at at reducing costs and and shedding crew? There are other yachts of where and, it, you know the, the the charter market. There are undoubtedly boats out there which do a good job of balancing the books um, because they charter out for ten weeks a year. But there's not that many yachts which are busy charters. Um, I think the statistics are something like 65% of yachts are private and then the other 35% are a mixture of private stroke charter. 
Um, and out of that 35%, a very tiny percentage of them are really busy charter yachts. Um, so, yeah, th th there's probably a few boats out there where they balance their books. And in essence, the boat is free to run over the course of a year for the owner. But they are a tiny minority. Um, most boats are still going to cost you a fortune. Yeah. I mean, the average is, what, 10% uh, of the, the cost of the boat is pretty much your annual running charge. Yeah, exactly. Um, although, you know, uh, you, you do get significant disparities within that. Yes. Um, you know, you could get two 70-meter boats. And to give you a really easy example, um, the uh, average, the, the daily allowance for food per head. Um, and, uh, you know, you add an extra $10 or $5 per head per day. Uh, and over the course of the year, times 20 crew, actually, that's that's a huge difference. Um Actually, yeah. we're, we're, seeing yeah, that, we're seeing that at the moment. We've uh, got four daughters and two of them are away. One of them's with my sister in Ireland and the other's staying with a friend during the lockdown so that she didn't want to be at home uh, without well, a friend. Well, so her study buddy. Uh, <laughs> and, and you can certainly see very quickly when you, when you have two less crew in the house, uh, there's a lot more food in the fridge. And a lot less laundry yes. too. <laughs> well, I suppose they're saving on on gas at the moment, you mm. know, if nothing else. And those prices are dropping if you're looking for the positives for the owner's costs. True, true. But you know, I, I feel limited. I, you know, the reason some of these owners are as rich as they are is because they're very financially astute and they're careful with their money. Yes. Um, but you know, equally, there are plenty of lovely owners out there who well and truly look after their crew and spend a lot of money on them. Um, but, you know, that, that's luck of the draw. Mm. Um, no, we, we've yeah, heard yeah. that. I mean, we, we spoke with uh, Tristan Mortlock. Uh, I think maybe just mentioned it, actually, we spoke with him. And um, he was saying that the owner of, of the boat he's captain on, AWOL, is hugely supportive. He, they speak every two or three days. Uh, he's told the crew, if you're concerned about your family, you know, we'll find a way for you to get back to be with your loved ones. It won't affect your contract. And uh, we'll support you throughout that. So uh, I think I think there's a lot of that, you know, thankfully in the industry where owners are being supportive and helpful and uh, with their crew. Brilliant. Well, that's yeah. that's what we like to hear. Oh, yeah, it's great. Good, good to hear that. It's a warm, fuzzy feeling, which I think everybody needs at the moment. <laughs> um, it's a lot of people very afraid. From the from the industrial from the land based side, though, uh, would you agree that coming out of this, going into next season? Uh, we're going to have a, a lot of companies that are no longer existing? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the British government has rolled out a lot of financial support for businesses. So hopefully not too many companies in the UK will be impacted um, or not too negatively. Everyone's going to be impacted up to a certain extent. I don't really know um, too much the finer details about what the Spanish or the French governments are offering to the businesses based down there. But the reality is, I think there will be, you know, there'll be a, a significant percentage of companies which which hit the wall. Yeah. Um, I think not so. everyone has got months and months worth of money in the bank to yeah. keep them going um, during the tough times. I think in, in um, our industry, certainly, if you think about the med season and how many people rely on that season, if you think of all the restaurants and the cafes and the areas around the marina, they're going to be hit very hard in the next coming months. But also yeah, the, the sold the sold traders, um, you know the 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 individual guy who does the VSAT or networking maintenance during the summer period. They're very reliant on the summer period, 
Um, they're going to suffer. But Simon Ralph from the Islander posted up about the, the the Spanish support, and I can't remember the figures, but it's basically it, as a self-employed person, you as a self-employed person, you can get something like ninety-eight euros a week, which accumulates to about four and a half thousand, under four and a half thousand at the end of the year. However, if you are on a salary from the government, you will be getting 80% of your salary. So there's a yeah, there's, remarkable there's, there's difference between about. the two. I believe, the, I believe the UK government, Boris, is making an announcement on um, the support for self-employed today, I think. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, there's going to be an awful lot of businesses which are going to struggle um, it was because sim- it was they make most of the money in the summer season. Yeah, it was similar in France when we were there that if um, if you were, and this is going back to 2008, if you were a salaried employee and you lost a job, you pretty much got 90% of your salary. But if, if, if you own the company, you were basically deemed as having chosen not to work <laughs> and then got nothing. Um, right, okay. And yeah, it's, uh, it's not going to be easy on that side of the fence. So Tim, no, I for- mean... Sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, you know, this is, whichever way you cut it, it's going to have catastrophic impacts um, on the economic situation of all the countries that we live in, which have got yachting communities. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think the yachting community will be far less badly affected than normal life. Yeah. Um, What normal life means. But you you, you can see the point I'm getting at. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, we are very fortunate that, um, the the people who drive the industry, the the yacht owners, um, as you say, they are financially very astute. And while the markets are dropping, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're losing that money. It means they're taking that money out of there and putting it somewhere safe for when things become a more certain certain time. So we are, I think, very lucky in that uh, when when things get a bit better, when there's freedom of movement. We will see them going out in the yachts and we will see that business coming back to our sector. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if we look at the number of billionaires in the world uh, in six months' time, I'm sure it'll have gone up again. Um, Do keep an eye out yeah, for my name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think um, it's, it's going to be an interesting stroke, very challenging couple of months for everyone. Um you know, and even the big companies will be massively affected because their overheads are going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Even if they've got lots of money in the bank, if you've got 10 offices all around the world and 200 staff to pay for, um, you know, that costs a lot of money very quickly. Of course, there, there's another possible upside to it as well, Tim, is that you know, in 2008, we went through the financial crisis. But in this particular crisis, companies have had to basically push their employees to work from home. And so you know, I'm thinking when this when this subsides and when the virus is finally uh, beaten, which, which it will be, uh, that there'll probably be a lot of companies that think to themselves, you know what, you don't need to be in the office. You can work from home. And, I think... Um, and desk share for two days a week or something and bring down their overheads quite dramatically. Oh, I, I completely agree with that. I think the way that we work will never be the same again. Mm-hmm. Um, and this will definitely speed up 
the the amount of remote working which is available to people. And I tell you, the other thing I think will will change forever is people's attitudes towards money. Um, I, I genuinely believe that most people live from paycheck to paycheck. Um, and uh, oh, most people owe thousands on credit cards and they drive cars that they probably can't quite afford and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, I'm guilty uh, of some of the above. I was going to say, that's um, where you saw my name. That's the list I'm on, not the other one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, like I say, I'm guilty as charged of some of those things as well. Uh, and people won't be such spendthrifts moving forward. Mm. Everyone who's been alive and um, during this crisis will remember what it's like to have no money in the bank account and no no idea when their next paycheck's coming in and they'll never allow themselves to be in that situation again. Moving forward, people will put less money on credit cards, they'll save more money out of their paycheck each month and and stuff like that. That's what I think will be the huge change. Yeah, I would agree. I, I tell uh, you, I, I really hope as well the other big change we can make is how we socialize. In the past week, we have caught up ourselves with more mm. friends around the world. You know, some friends I haven't talked to in an eon that I've just sort of dropped a message to see how they've been. And it has been just lovely to catch up with friends. We, we had dinner, you know, over over zoom with friends on saturday night that obviously we're not going to be able to see but i think possibly it has it will allow us reprioritize what's important as humans because we've got so busy about so many things we haven't prioritized what's really important to all of us psychologically is that support and real contact and real contact with people and not social media contact and, and the other side, because we're on, we're on, as as I mentioned, a uh, pretty strict lockdown here. Uh, but there is one social event that happens every evening at eight o'clock, where everybody goes to the terrace or to the door, and for about five or ten minutes we applaud uh, in support of of the medical staff who are putting their lives on the line. And it's it's great actually because neighbors are kind of waving to each other and. And even walking the dog, I've noticed pretty much everybody you pass now says hello. You know, they, they, they look at you in the eye and they, and they kind of, they're social, they're nice. Um, I think the, the better side of human nature is coming out of it. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. Um, whilst the papers are populated with stories of fights in the supermarket and mm. people stealing all the toilet roll and stuff, <laughs> the... I think the you know the reality is I'm on several Facebook groups which are offering support to the local area, and there are vulnerable people out there who cannot afford to get to the shops or can't get to the shops for various reasons. Yet they they post online and there's dozens of people put their hands up and offer to help. Um, and I think community spirit will improve a, a huge amount over this crisis. And um, yeah, I think that there's an awful lot of positives for from people's attitudes yeah. towards each other, which can be taken. And um, yeah, I, I don't think it's as doom and gloom as the papers are portraying it to be. I think a lot of people are doing the right thing by other people. Yeah, even the Putting other- aside selfishness of the the people down the park with all the kids and stuff oh. like that. But, um, you know, there's probably, a lot of people doing a lot of very good things within their communities to help others. Probably not seen since the last World War. Uh, the other day, Maeve was coming out from the shops and she was quite, you know, carrying quite a few bags. 
Because you don't um, want to have to go down too often, to be honest. No. It's a slow no. procedure. You know, you go in one at a time. You use the alcohol mm. wipe. You're trying to social distance from people. You try and pick up as much as you can just to minimize your exposure. But, but uh, a neighbor yeah. of ours who, who we've never spoken to, we, you know, we recognize her face, but uh, she she took half the bags off Maeve and carried them back home. I mean, she was going the other way, turned around and, and helped her with the bags up to the house. Um, Maeve obviously kept an eye on the toilet paper just in case. <laughs> uh, you know, just in case there's an ulterior motive. <laughs> you, you never know. You know, there's like three sheets missing. Where do they go? Yeah, there's lots and lots of stories of that. Um, and there's lots of small local businesses which are doing huge amounts to help the vulnerable in the local areas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's lots of charities which are doing huge amounts to, to help people who have got problems. So, yeah, uh, that is definitely the positive to take out of that. There's a lot of good people out there. Yeah, so, you know, when you say the world will never be this, the same after this, which I, I agree it won't be, I think uh, there's a lot of on the positive side. Um, you're right, the, the world won't be the same. Um, I think people will prioritize a lot less, you know, having, uh, risk sounding old here, but, you know, having a specific brand of trainer or watch or phone or car you know, mm. I think super, um, not superfluous, you know, superficial. frivolous. Yes, yeah, well, superficial. Vanity stuff. That would be a lot down people's priority lists. Um, and yeah, people will be a lot more sensible with their money and their lifestyles moving forward. I also think quite a lot of people are exercising and, and things like that. There seems to be a lot of online PTs and training yoga. groups. <laughs> yeah, yoga yeah. and... There seems to be a lot of people out jogging, um, which is great. So I think, I think a lot of people will hopefully use this as an opportunity to reset their life in it's certain a, areas. It's funny you should say that. I, I've just taken one of a set of two weights down from the terrace. I obviously I have to wash them off because they're encrusted with dirt and dust. Um, <laughs> you know, and also I've started the Alan Carr Stop Smoking course as well. Um, so you, I think you do. You become very aware of your lack of health or your lack of yeah. exercise and um it's a uh, time to do and I, actually you know aside from that but probably good time for a crew on that to do online courses and brush up and stuff like that for the uh, the future now that they have you know time in isolation yeah absolutely you know like babble.com the language company i believe they're offering six months of free subscription uh, if you sign up for a year, um, you know, which is a great deal. Um, and, you know, what a great opportunity to start to learn Spanish or French. You're cooped up on a boat with no escape. Mm -hmm. You've got a captive audience of people who can learn it with you. Um, yeah, uh, you know, th there is a huge amount of opportunities for people to, to self-improve over the next few months. Yeah, that's, you've just given me a thought there. Let's try and learn <laughs> some Spanish while I'm here. Well, and, and well, equally, I've, as you said... I've been said, meaning to do it for a long time. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of things I need to improve, unfortunately. Yeah. I do aspire. Um, I do aspire. Equally, as um, <laughs> I said, I've been sharing up when I see it, you know, any support groups. You know, She of the Sea has set up a, a WhatsApp chat group for people who are on board and locked down and they want to have, you know, a fun group to chat with. And I know the crew coach, are, she's offering... 50% off all counseling for anyone who's feeling depressed or anxious during this time. Um, I noticed Ferretti have a 
um, a whole GoFundMe side to help um, the Italian doctors. Equally here in Parma, Yon and Gives Back are asking people to help with those that are still going out with masks and, you know, doing the soup kitchens for the poor. There's just a tremendous amount that people are doing to try and reach out and, and help others as well. Yeah, which is, you know, which is great for the soul, um, you know, yeah, I'm the, sure that. I'm just sorry, the, the, the milk of human kindness as we're talking about how it's, 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 it's flowing, gushing around the place. I read an interesting article during the week where the cyber attackers that carry out these ransomware attacks have come out with a statement to say that they will not be doing any ransomware attacks on any of the medical communities or any of the services from government that give social benefits, etc., etc. And they'll focus their uh, attacks on non-social impact. Um, <laughs> which, uh, you know, one side, you, you just got to think, wow, there's honor, honor amongst thieves. How sweet of them. Well, crime yeah. rates have dropped as well. Well, that's because so. they're, they're locked down in the house. They can't go yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, sadly, the, the the terrible people in society will always take advantage of these sort of situations mm-hmm. um, because that's just human nature. But yeah. the majority of people are good people and they will try and help others as much as possible. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think it'll be an interesting you know, the, the, this is going to be very trying for people who suffer from anxiety and depression and things like that, a very trying time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the opportunity to help others, I think, will be great for the mental health of a lot of people. Yeah, it's one of my favorite facts, which I remind my children of, is if you uh, do a kindness to somebody, it raises your serotonin levels. If somebody does a kindness to you, it raises your serotonin levels. And even if you see a kindness being done to somebody else, it raises your serotonin levels. It's like a win-win-win. Does, does that work? That's fascinating. It, I didn't realize. Does that work in a kind of circular method? So if I do a kindness to myself in the bathroom in front of a mirror, no, I'm giving, I'm it's receiving, and I'm seeing, <laughs> I'd, be ODing, I'd be ODing on, on serotonin. Kindness. I'm, I'm going to try that. Don't get a visual, but I'm going to try that. <laughs> Uh, trust me to bring it down to that level. Um, <laughs> you don't know where the line is, Dave, to step over it. I, I oh, do. I do. Oh, he just dances over it sometimes, Tim. I Not do. even steps. I, he I, does the hokey pokey. I have a lovely partner who, who has the ability to kick me under the table just to, just to highlight that there's a line there that I just tiptoed over. So uh, there's no social distancing there. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, you know, it's 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 a very challenging time at the moment, but there's an awful lot of positives out there as well. Um, yeah. And hopefully, the yachting community isn't too badly impacted by it. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of yachts out there which can do good as well, which hopefully they'll take the opportunity to do. Yeah, and, and historically they have done. You know, mm. they, um, they've done tremendous work with hurricanes and helping get relief to people who need it. And uh, and I think also we're very lucky in that, uh, and that's one of the reasons we set up the station, was the realization that, you know, it's a vast industry that we work in, uh, but the community is, is, is very uh, small town community. We're very connected. Um, everyone knows everyone. Everyone one way knows or everyone. And no matter what marina or 
place you go, if it's a yacht-centric place, you will know somebody. Or you're not, you're not on the Kevin Bacon seven degrees of separation. You're down to one or two. Um, so we are yes. a very tight community, and we do support each other. And uh, and we're seeing that at the moment, where people are you know, supporting each other within the industry. And um, and we are very blessed that way. So, yeah, I agree. On that merry note, Tim, I uh, I wish you and your family um, good health, and uh, you know. Look Good lockdown, which is coming your way, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, look, thank you very much for having me, guys. It's been a, an interesting conversation. Um, we, we, and uh, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to share my views on some of this. We will have you on again very soon, Tim, because we're, we're locked down here. I mean, we need to talk to people. <laughs> but uh, no. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm keen. Just let it, me know when. It, well, it, over the next couple of months, we, you know, we, we want to get off the virus subject. I think everyone's getting exhausted with it. And what we're hoping to do over the next you know, several weeks and months is to bring people like yourself back and let's start talking about the industry again and, and what's happening. And, and, um, As the and, positives come in. Yeah, the, the, the issues that, that still matter but are not talked about at the moment. Sounds good. All right, guys. Well, look, best of luck with everything. Thank you again. And uh, I Always will speak to you soon. I look Lovely. forward to it. Thank you so much. Tim Clark from uh, Key Crew. And uh, we're very grateful for your, your time and your thoughts. Thanks, Tim, and do take care. Bye. You are listening to Super Yacht Radio.